on a mission to connect with their co-host who just became a father. Two childless adventures dive deep into the cinematic portrayals of parenthood and beyond. Though they've never even held a baby, these are the tales of their adventures. This is Synanon. 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 Hello, this is Boom. This is Catcher. And we are once again two-thirds of the Synanauts. But today we are joined by a very special guest and friend of our honoree, who our third host, Ian. Well, friend of all of us, really. Yeah, I was gonna say, am I am I only Ian's friend? Yeah, that's well, the only I don't reason. Know. When you pulled that, like, ooh, Ian, I want to be your best friend business, I was like, well, that's kind of mean. And I guess guess I'm on the market for a new best friend. (laughs) I hope you and Ian have a fun life together. It was all part of a larger plan. And it worked. It worked. Now we're the four best friends that anyone could have. (laughs) So this is part two, um, the final exploration of our little parenting journey again i love it you only need two movies to know anything about parenting he got 100%. game we're and our, and this, we're experts now movie. that's right 100%. The, these two specific movies are all you need yeah. to know about parenting literally nothing mm-hmm. else they have written so many books there have been so many things written about like the guide to parenting and what no one realized and what we realized was all you need to do is watch <laughs> he got game and big daddy and, and that's it. That's all you need. That unlocks everything. I feel yeah. ready to be a mother. I've literally never wanted to be a mother in my life. And oh, no. now, yeah. now, now my biological clock is ticking after watching these two movies. Oh, wow. Uh, just like that, eh? Tick tock. <laughs> Don't stop. I mean, I'm ready to just kind of pick up a kid and then take myself to court and be like, well, it's my kid now. Yeah. Um, you know, I call dibs. <laughs> I peed on it. It's mine now. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hate that. We, yeah, we should have thought about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But that it happened. Yeah, it happened. It's fine. So later on in this episode, we're gonna get into 1999 box office smash hit, Big Daddy, starring Adam Sandler. Um, those twins that are like one per- kid, but like two kids. The Sprouse, Sprouse, is that what they're called? Dylan and Cole. Sp- yeah. Oh, wow. Bean Sprouse. Bean Sprouse. Exactly. <laughs> Leslie Mann is also in this. John Queen. Stewart. John, John Stewart. Stewart. So random. I didn't know he acted in like anything. He's well, been a few things, yeah. Reacted the heck out of this one. Yeah, he truly did. So we're going to be getting into Big Daddy later in the episode. First, we're going to just do a little catch up of our week and what we've been watching and what we've been up to. Um, And coincidentally, we've all been doing the exact same thing and watching the exact same thing and pretty much only that. Am I right? Yeah, pretty much. Yes. But like yeah. with the caveat that what I've been watching is the U.S. version mostly, and not the U.K. version. Oh wow! Okay, oh, so what we're talking about, just for ref, is 
a show, a reality television show called Love Island. You may have heard Catcher and I talking about it a few times uh, on Synonauts, trying to get Ian into it, but he's a father now, so he ain't got no time for that. Um, oh, come on. He's got time. No. You can't. He's a busy boy. Imagine. Like, stop it. That's how That's how <laughs> these mo- movies like this happen. That's how like the little kid in Big Daddy ended up without a parent. She just wanted to watch Love Island, and she didn't have time. So. She couldn't, she couldn't kick the habit. Yeah, yeah. because it airs um, five nights a week. What it's feels so like much. eight days a week. It feels like it is. Feels so like it's so much. And there are currently two seasons running simultaneously in the UK and the US. And we are both, or all three of us are championing, championing through both seasons Ugh. right now. Yes. Um, we're tired, but we're doing it. It's, so, it's worth it. Yeah. It's it feels it. like a part-time job. It yeah, does. But like, like, it's, it, it is a commitment. Like, you're just like, I'm sorry. I, like... I can't have fun. Like, I need to watch Love Island. Oh, definitely. And it's also like the part-time job that you actually like going to. It's mm, like the, it's, it's not the one you need to pay the bills, but it's the one that makes you feel good inside. Does yeah. it make you feel good inside? Of course. What do you, I think yeah. it, it... I don't yes, know. Yes, I like. Does. I watch it, so my thing is, like, the only way I'm able to, like, watch most of it is if I watch it, like, right before bed. Um... And I usually either I'm like catching up right before bed or I'm watching like the previous episode right before bed. So I've had some like weird Love Island like related dreams. Me too. Me too. Have you? Okay. okay, uh, The one that I remember the most is actually like kind of like dark and twisted and might say something about my self-worth and self-esteem. But (laughs) literally... I'm just going to let it all out because it's been, you know, I just go on podcasts now and cry yeah. and like say how I'm feeling. So it's We're fine. emotionally dumping on these pods these week, let, this week. Let's go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but I had a dream where I was like standing. I was like basically one of, you know, the first episode when they're all standing in the pool, like the women are standing in the pool yeah. and the men come out and then they choose like who their first couple is going to be or partner is going to be. I had a dream that I was like standing in that pool and guys would come out and then they would just like say something that they didn't like about me. Oh, <gasps> oh my. Oh no. It was, it was so fucked up. It, and they would be like talking about like what they didn't like about my body or like just make up random things about my personality. Oh, no. I hate oh, this. Shit. It, it it was bad, but it was very like I'm like this this is exactly because I'm watching Love Island right oh. before bed. Yeah, you shouldn't yeah. do that then. <laughs> you shouldn't like do eat- that. This is like eating candy before bed for adults. Like, yeah. don't watch Love Island before bed. Because yeah. yeah. your dreams will be fucked. What What have your dreams been like, Catcher? It was I, I made it sound like there was more than one. There was just one. Mm. But Lucida was in it. But it wasn't like a, Who like a sexy dream. She's Lucida? from the American... Oh. Lucinda? Lucinda? Lucinda. 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 Oh, really? Yeah, it wasn't like a sexy dream. Oh, oh, really? Oh, really? oh, God. No, honestly, that's why like, I low-key can't keep watching the UK version, because her voice is so fucking... No. That's the fuel. That's the fuel for my fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, like the just mocking Englishness. Yeah. It's just like, that fuels me. 
Uh, We're allowed to mock British people. Yeah, I'm allowed. Right? Oh, I'm a, I'm a, in a relationship with one, so okay. It's okay. That, that makes it that makes it good. Yeah, yeah, I follow her lead as long as she says it's okay. I'm okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, she was just in my dream, and I woke up and I was like, "That was weird." It wasn't like wasn't detailed or dramatic as or okay. as traumatic as yours was. But, yeah, I mean, uh, it was I'm nice to like have you. it bleed in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, were you on a date with her? No, nope. or were, nope. okay, she was just okay. there, and I don't think for okay. very long. It wasn't okay, a dramatic cool. dream, yeah. I love that for you. But, Boom! Have you had any dreams? Um, no, I haven't had any dreams about Love Island because I don't sleep. I just watch Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> there has been absolutely no time to dream. Yeah, I love that. you're like jacked in like the Matrix. Oh, yeah, 100%. I am Love Island, no. Um, for those who have no clue what we're talking about, by the way, just some context. Love well, Island first, is a reality sorry. show. Sorry about that. Sorry for leading I, you down this crazy Oh, it's path. all good. They're probably, like, we've got them on the hook now. Like, yeah. sorry, and you're hooked. Um, Do you want really fucked up dreams about your self-worth? <laughs> yeah. Do we have a show for you? <laughs> But basically, what they do is, it started out in the UK, they start off with five very attractive women and five very attractive men, and they put them in a summer villa together. And the whole objective is that they have to couple up with somebody um, and just make it through the summer and be the strongest couple. But what they do continuously throughout the season uh, it's kind of like the Hunger Games, like the the game makers, like yes. the producers just do whatever the F they want. One of the staple things that they do is continuously just bring more hot people in. So you just have a bunch of young people being like turning their heads and like going for the new people that are coming in, even though they're already coupled up with somebody else. It's a hot mess and it is mm. so addictive and fun to watch. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that's what we're talking about. It is great, but again, tread, uh, tread lightly because it is easy to get addicted to. But it's been good. How are you guys feeling about like the seats, like comparatively? Because we have, like, usually by standard, the UK is always like reign supreme. But this year, I personally have been feeling like the US has been a little bit more kind of like yeah. dramatic and like moving at a bit of a faster pace. I think like the producers in the UK version have been sweating a little bit because for some reason it's been they haven't been doing great at like getting people to like really gel and like yeah. make like real connections. So yeah. there's just been a lot of moving around. But yeah, also yeah. like I, I totally agree. And that's why I think I've like had a hard time like keeping up with the UK. Um, because if I like have to make a choice of like, okay, I only have a couple hours to like catch up on Love Island. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the US because I'm just liking it better. Yeah. And I think it's honestly because the men just fucking mm. suck on the UK one. And like, yeah. not that like usually the men that they have on Love Island are going to be like, the most well-rounded men ever and the most thoughtful and like whatever they're usually like you know just hot dudes being hot but like most of the time they're like either like boring funny or charming yeah um but on the uk they're all just like waste men like they're all yeah. like low-key just like not 
good people either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think. And the one the, like good dude is just like really boring. Which exactly? Which guy? Jake. Liam. Liam? No, not Jake. Jake, I can Liam? feel. I can feel it in my soul. Jake's a scumbag. Liam. Oh me too. Oh my god. I can't oh, Jake with that. Is okay. But I, I also we Jake need to was understand that nobody knows what we're talking about. Nobody knows where but you know what? I don't care. Jake yeah. I knew was a scumbag the second that he got super defensive when uh uh what's her name? Libby? Uh Liberty, no. yep. Yeah. yeah, Liberty. Liberty. Uh insinuated that like he would be the small spoon, like the little spoon. And he just got super defensive. He's like, what? I would never be the little spoon. I would never be. Like, just like his hyper masculinity just coming out. And he's like, because I'm a man, and, you know, I'm the yeah. big spoon all the time. And that's what I knew. I'm like, mm-mm. Gotcha. Not, not, not yeah. my thing. Usually yeah, they cast guys who are, like, obviously not without their flaws, but they're, like, more lovable and, like, more down to learn and just, like, kind of vibe out and, like, treat people with respect <laughs> mm-hmm. so there's like a yeah, little th- bit of that lacking yeah i think this season the thing that's like sort of combines sort of like what you guys are talking about is the guys are just not like are constantly there's one foot in the door one foot out like they're they know the mm-hmm. process of the show they're aware that like they're just going to keep bringing girls in and no one really wants to settle for anything and so it's like the, everyone's got like cold feet sort of. And so I think that's the thing that the producers are having a hard time with is like getting them to connect and actually yes. like commit. Cause there is something about the show about creating the couples and the drama of couples. And like, if no one is committed, yeah. then there's no totally. drama. So that's, I think where the U the UK version at first was struggling quite a bit was they just didn't have yeah. enough guys who were interested in, looking and and settling whether or not it was long term they need some sort of settlement no one can be sort of like totally right? around so, the whole time exactly and i think the u.s just had more guys who were willing to commit like asap right away and get those totally. relationships and going. like are just they're just more interesting and like generally like more kind they just there's something about like the u.s guys that just like you're just like I feel like they're a little bit more relatable than mm. the the ones in the UK. Oh, yeah. But the women across the board are just like great. tens, Perfect. tens, tens, like personality, yeah. Hilarious. like everything. Yeah, so the, yeah. the drama good. is good. It's like well craft. Like it's well. Like it. It's ne- it never gets too intense. But there's just yeah. enough like female inner drama. That's like what the show really needs. And yeah. yeah. I definitely think at this point, a lot of the reason I watch Love Island is to see like how women just like bond with each other and have each other and take care of each other. Yeah. And take care of each other, which like obviously there's going to be some like petty drama every once in a while, but like it's so like small and low stakes that it doesn't really matter. And usually it's just like Love Island is just like these women just like coming together and like bonding with each other. And that is just really nice to see. And it happens with the men too a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It happens with with the men too, which is always like nice to see because it's. I mean, I do think it's like a little bit of like the producers kicking them in the butts, being like, "Go to like go over there and like talk about your feelings." But like, there's something yeah. really, there's just like something really cathartic about watching a group of men just like talking about how they feel about like people they're dating because yeah, yeah. I mean, 
half the time, like, it, if, for those of us who've experienced dating men, you're just like, what the fuck is going on in your head ever? Like, yeah. Yeah. Jesus. But... It's like what women want or something. Yeah, exactly. We're just like, mm, insight. Right, we're, getting, yeah. we're, get, we're getting knowledge. We're getting power. Are <laughs> you talking about the Mel Gibson rom-com, What Women Want? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, like you, you're getting an insight into the opposite sex. That was the... Yeah. The, that I was can the, the, guarantee you that movie does not hold up. Well, yeah. I but didn't say it held it up. I just said the idea was similar. That's all I was saying. I'm not trying to pull it out like it's some sort of Criterion Edition episode. <laughs> we're doing what women want. I'm just saying the premise is similar. Well, well, look, we're doing first. Big Daddy. We're doing Big Daddy on Cinnanauts, so the bar is low now. <laughs> Are you kidding? This is a classic. Ian, come back. Save us. Come back. We're this 16. Is, we're we're too deep is... into recording and we've yeah. only talked about Love Island. In what world does 70 millimeter do the human condition and Synodots is now doing Big Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> we've role reversed. Ian keeps yeah. us classy, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Oh, damn. All right. Well, speaking of Big Daddy, I think maybe we should get get right into it, shouldn't we? Big Zaddy. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our rant about. Thank Love you. For, yeah. Wait, uh, can I say one any... thing of, of of something that I have watched recently? Oh yeah. And I will just say it's very short. Uh, I went to see Pig. And <gasps> okay, hold on, are you going to spoil it? Because I'm trying to go in no, like, no, no, spoiler no. free. Okay. Uh, all okay. You know what? I hold won't on. say I'm anything. I'm going to take then. my headphones off. I'm no, gonna... no, I, I wasn't even going to. I was just going to say it was really good, and everyone should go see it, and that's it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I want to bring my brother because it's like a food movie. And oh so yeah! Oh yeah! I'm Anyone hoping, with, I'm honestly, even people who don't love, food, like you, will leave that movie being like, "I'm fucking hungry." Yeah. So. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna get into Big Daddy. We're we're gonna keep it like pretty chill this episode, um, unless for some, unless we <laughs> end up like just in a deep sesh about a uh, Big Daddy and the lessons that ha- that come from it. But we'll, Catcher. We'll our, our prince, our, our beautiful catcher, is going to do a little synopsis um, and some context about the film. So go ahead, buddy. Okay. So, uh, Big Daddy. Man, child, Sonny Koufax finds himself at a crossroads in life. He wants to keep living a self-centered, uh, a self-centered life with as little responsibility as possible while the people around him, including his girlfriend, are all moving on from that phase in their life. Then comes along Julian, the long-lost son of one of Sonny's good friends, and whose mother's recent passing has left him parentless and in search of his real father. Can Sonny be the father this small boy is looking for? And can Julian be the answer to getting this slacker to finally reach for something more? <laughs> so that's, that's, that's my uh, over-exaggeration it. of Big Daddy. Um, but I That's think now, l- let's get into our time machines. We're going to go all the way back to 1999. Okay? All right. And this guy, Steve Franks, uh, devises <laughs> this story for, for Big Daddy. That's it. That's all I've got, really. He devised this story, <laughs> and uh, he would go on to write a screenplay with Adam Sandler and uh, one of Adam Sandler's like uh, writing partners he's been writing with forever, Tim uh hearthy something like that yeah um so this movie comes out and it is the highest grossing uh adam sandler movie 
in history up until that point. It makes a shit ton of money. And would, yeah, and would not be like overshadowed until Hotel Transylvania, like many what? years later. Yeah, like 16 years later. Yeah, this movie made gangbusters. When uh, did he start doing the grown-up movies? Well, this, I feel like those- so this is like basically it. So that's basically what happened. It was essentially this film, and a year before this was The Wedding Singer. And those oh. two movies sort of like set up this idea that Adam Sandler could be more than just like a joker. He could be he he might actually be able to do something that isn't just like goofy stupid stuff. Even though like most of his earlier films had and from in my opinion a bit of heart to them like at the center like there was something like good and like maybe more than just slapstick. Um but this really showed that he could maybe like step outside that and and still be popular. Um so we pick this movie as a sort of like humorous counterpoint to he got game uh Mm -hmm. but i was wondering for you guys watching it did you find was there something that like sort of connected these two movies for you in terms of parenting or, or anything that you saw that sort of in a weird way sort of tied them together like i it's okay if it's no i'm just wondering yeah (laughs) there's like there's the only thing that would come up like to the top of my mind is like maybe redemption in a sense. Like I think like the trajectory Sonny goes on. I can't believe I'm like speaking this seriously about big daddy right now. Um, <laughs> like Sonny goes on with his like kind of like life um, and even his relationship with his dad is kind of like, he's like redeeming himself in, in, in his, in the eyes of his father, which is kind of like a reversal with he got sure. game but like otherwise absolutely nothing. no <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that so, was deep yeah i'm impressed i didn't think you'd even go that far i guess i i had yeah. nothing but i just thought I, if i could put someone on the spot they might find something uh sophie what, what did you think of the movie uh, what did I think about the movie? Okay, I put this in my letterbox review, and I truly thought that Mr. Deeds was this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> when I was, like, going into watching this, I know I had seen both, but, like, I tr- I thought, Mr. like, Big Daddy was the one where he inherited a bunch of money, and there was maybe, like, a kid involved somehow, like, and I, I thought Winona Ryder was gonna be in Big Daddy. Anyways... Um, no, so, I, I thought the same thing at first because at the end of last yeah. week we talked about how it was going to be Big Daddy, and I was like, "Wow, there's connective tissue." Like John Totoro is in both movies in my <laughs> exactly. head, in my yeah. head, and then I was like, "Oh wait, no, that's Mr. Deeds." And then thankfully, I didn't say that. Don't both of those movies have like I know it's just like they're both Adam Sandler movies, and Adam Sandler movies just have a vibe, but those two movies like truly have the same vibe. Well, I think their reason. posters are also similar. They have like yeah, red font on the cup, like that's. Yeah, how I, I think like it. the ad, like I think all of the Adam Sandler movies, um, like from the nineties, kind of just blend together. To be honest, like yeah, yeah. Are either of you guys uh, fans of Adam Sandler? Like, what's what's the? I know? don't know. Just, like, Ooh, just... just the jury's still out on that one. Yep. Yeah, I feel like sometimes he really makes me laugh, and I think. I think he's just, like, not my cup of tea. I don't think he's not, like, talented. And I kind of understand the appeal. Um, but I didn't grow up, like, 
thinking he was like that funny and he wasn't like a huge part of my life growing up or anything. But I did really, really love Uncut Gems and I want to see him like in more roles like that. Not that specific type of role, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Similar to Sophie, like I'm not big on slapstick. Like I know I'm a silly girl, but for some (laughs) reason, just like there are some. (laughs) Why are you laughing? I know I'm a silly girl. Why are you laughing? (laughs) I am a silly girl. I love it. I love it. You are so silly. Yeah. So I'm not the biggest fan of of slapstick. Like there are certain things that I like films that I love that are like stupid as heck. Um, But I've yeah, I've never been super big on Adam Sandler. But Big Daddy, I think. Honestly, I think Big Daddy is like the. And Uncut Gems are, like, the only Adam Sandler films that I'm, like, genuinely into. And, like, Uncut Gems mm. was, like, just because we covered it on the show. Like, I hadn't watched it before that, so. Yeah. What about Big Daddy, like, s- s- speaks to you? you know? um, <laughs> it's just, like, enjoyable and heartfelt. And yeah. it's, like, so easy to watch. And it was definitely just, like, one of those movies that were on TV where if it was on, like, you just watch through it because, like, you knew you were just going to have a good time. It's like a comfort blanket. It's like one of those movies that, like, just, like, feels good. And you yeah. know, like, y- you can expect everything that happens in it. So, like, nothing yeah. is shocking. It is, like, th- it's got this, like, interesting, like, almost, like, special feeling charm to it. Like, I don't know if it's just, like, the, the dynamic between, like, Sonny and, and the kid. Um, but, like, it is very heartwarming. But there is also, on the other side of that, like, Adam Sandler is so, like, he just seems like he's phoning it in, like, the whole film. Right. You know? Like, there's something, like, really? so systematic and, like, almost, not robotic, but, like, just very, like, autopilot the way yeah autopilot exactly like it's not that he doesn't care but it's just that like he's just doesn't seem like he's like giving it a hundred i i wonder if that's him phoning it in or him trying to very consciously dial it down and then it just like translates into kind Uh, of like a little phoned in. you know what i mean i just feel like he was like you said catcher he was like known for like the very silly movies and like whatever and this was kind of his more like first reserved kind of role yeah because yeah. he had to be like a leading man t- as well as being like yeah. the silly guy exactly and i i honestly this is like one of the only movies where i find him like low-key charming like mm. I, there was a lot of points where i'm like do i have a crush on adam sandler like <laughs> oh ew wow <laughs> there were some parts where he was cute yeah it's it wasn't the worst catcher are you an adam sandler fan uh, growing up, not really. Um, and then, like, I saw, like, Billy Madison and, uh, Happy Gilmore, like, uh, like, back-to-back as a kid, and, like, found it funny, but, like, never was, like, a diehard fan of his. Um, and then I saw Wedding Singer, and I absolutely loved Wedding Singer when that came out. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Uh, I, I, like haven't, I haven't gone back to watch it, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'd be f- interested, too. And then, like, Mr. Deeds was on at my house as a kid, like, all the time. Like, my brother loved that movie Same. so much. Yeah. Um, and then, 
I never really, I never saw Punch Drunk Love, even though I'd heard about like his performance in it and it, it being very good. And I love Paul Thomas Anderson, but I just, I've never been able to sit down and watch it. Um, and then Funny People, I think, is amazing just because of like how meta it is, and also I just mm-hmm. think it's a great film. It's like one of Judd Apatow's like best films for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, and super underappreciated. Um, and then yeah, of course, Uncut Gems. But like again, it's like sporadic. It's like little bits here or there. I, I wouldn't say like I don't have like all his records or like listen to his stand up and stuff. But yeah, um, he's like the, there are a few films that he's made that like I really enjoy. He also just seems like a nice dude. Super nice you know? dude, yeah. Like someone you could just like hang out with. He literally just shows up and plays basketball places with people. That would be amazing. And he's actually really good at it, or pretty good at least. So, <laughs> considering what he looks like and like yeah. his like, you know, his like assumed persona, like that he would his be stature. Yeah, that he would be a baller is that's just seems you, awesome. That's Adam. another that's another connection to He Got Game. That's true. Except they didn't really take advantage of it in this movie. So what did y'all think about the dynamic between Sonny and the kid and that kind of journey they went on together? I I think it's great. Like I just I mean, the journey itself plot wise is completely absurd, obviously. <laughs> he essentially abducts this <laughs> lost child who's not even his it's his friend's kid he uh, essentially like takes him in under his own as like a way to prove that he's like outlived his selfishness even though he's literally like using a child to benefit his own <laughs> to, life to like get a girl um, back or something to get a girl back yeah um but just like the way things progress and yeah. just the their relationship just it feels like it genuinely grows in a really nice way and um i think it helps that they're not like an it's like not an antagonistic relationship right away like it's kind of they're both just kind of what's the word like schlubbing along you know and so it's like they're easily get along and then the the bond that forms is so great um and i think is really sold like in that last scene with his father when he's like on trial to try and like win the son. Okay. And he gets his that... dad to come in. Like that whole sequence is just like, it's, it's uh, like the whole movie is an absurd premise. But if you're just going to go yeah. along with it, like this is the, like, this is the power scene. Like it's just, it's all full of love and gushiness and hearts and things. Best court totally. scene of all time. Yeah. That court scene like crazy it's it's well i love that they even like, pointed out that he just like he just knows all these lawyers and all these lawyers start showing up they're like i'm also going to be part of it's like you can't just have lawyers show up last minute and just be a part of your lawyer team like as soon as they get off work like this is a this is a crazy premise yeah yeah it was it was it was a lot but, but yeah it, it did seem intentional at just being absolutely absurd near the end mm-hmm. i was like it did, were were the writers just phoning it in when it came to like looking oh, up the law? Yeah, but like, he, but he doesn't get. Pr- but in the end, it's like he doesn't win though. Like he doesn't get the yeah. kid, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. He still loses. They're like, no, this is this is not your son. You don't just get to have a really emotional moment in in a courtroom and then get to just keep this child that's not yours. <laughs> like that's <Yeah>. just not. <laughs> and I like that. that was- I like that they do that where they give you the fantasy of like him saving the day without actually yeah. like bending the law when i was watching him like he needs to end up with him but now that you're saying that i think it does make more sense that you know reality sets in yeah exactly (laughs) and 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 also like he can't have him 
But he has a father. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. That also the moment where like the father is revealed is hilarious. Like he's like, oh, or what's her name, Karen Carol. He's like, I'm sorry, I know this changes everything, but this is in fact my son. <laughs> and you're just like, this is like, like a month of like a soap opera worth like a month's worth of a soap opera in like 10 minutes <laughs> just yeah, like yeah, rapid exactly. firing like all these plot twists you're like okay this is great like when the when sonny's dad just like shows up and starts like grilling him on the bench it's it's so yeah. funny and just like I a also- low-key canadian thing like doesn't oh the, dad- the toronto thing oh oh the toronto thing yes but also like the yeah. dad kind of looks like wayne gretzky's dad Walter Gretzky. Are you really Wayne expecting? Dad. Are you really expecting? Just look up Walter Gretzky Boom and, I and tell me. To know. No, I'm just for the people who are listening. <laughs> look up Walter Gretzky. That's who the lawyer look. That's who Adam Sandler's dad in this movie looks like. Uh, but yeah, I, I did like the the, the Toronto reference. Um, I didn't. I, I think it had to do with the Blue Jays. Maybe. I, no, I just think that he went to New- Toronto on a trip, and that's when they hooked up. I thought. Yeah, no. I think they, it, he went to watch like, um, like the World Series or something. Yeah, because like, he said Joe Carter, and- jo- John Carter, Joe Carter, Joe, Joe, Joe. Car- Joe Carter, <laughs> Joe Carter, John Carter. Yeah, Morris. Blue Jay. He was a Blue yeah. Jay. But I like that the sort of like this surrounding family of characters that exist around them that are like working together to raise this kid. It's like <laughs> Just- <laughs> you have this random delivery man, a homeless guy. And like, I'm, I'm sorry, to... Steve, Buscemi, Steve Buscemi, not a homeless. Well, he, he is a he, he does play he a homeless a... guy. No, I know. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, Steve Buscemi just putting in this like low key performance of this like amazing homeless guy that pops up every once in a while. Um, yeah. But just yeah, I don't know. Like, I kind of just loved this movie because it was so fast. Like, yeah, I love the movies we cover on Cinenauts normally, and that is normally my wheelhouse is like, give me a two hour plus movie that makes your brain like implode on itself. Like, that's my wheelhouse. Yeah, definitely. Uh But if you are not making that movie, it should be legally binding that every other movie should be no longer than 90 minutes. Like, this is a (laughs) gift. Like, it comes on, it gets to the point really quickly. It's like, doesn't spend time like, waiting around trying to pretend to be something it's not it's just like a nice tight story like we're we're just losing films like that nowadays where it's just like a tight 90 yeah. minute movie where it's just like a bit of I interesting agree. things to think about and have fun and it's like yeah oh. it's quite often that i come out of a movie these days thinking like that could have been like a half an hour shorter for sure yeah, yeah. and then that would have been so- a good short film yeah that yeah could have said that in 10 minutes my goodness i have a question about Mm -hmm. the movie and about tying it all back to ian the reason we're doing this yeah what what characteristics of sunny do you see in ian as a father well maybe not as a father because we haven't been able to see him like father his child but like what what characteristics do you think sunny and ian have in common i i feel like ian could definitely dress up as scuba steve like he has like that perf- oh, yeah. performative, yeah. like willing yeah. to commit to the bit kind of yeah. vibe. Which oh, a hundred percent. Which is like they're totally in, in sync on He's that. Down to get silly. I also feel like Ian would kind of 
Like, I'm sure he'll be, like, a very, like, firm parent and, like, maybe strict. But I also think he will be, like, very... He just seems like a very, like, go-with-the-flow guy. I don't think he'll, like, let Isla do whatever she wants, like Sonny let, like, that kid do. Um, But I think he's definitely going to... I I feel weird being, like, he's definitely going to parent this way. But I feel like he's definitely going to be down to just, like, let Isla, like, make decisions for herself and, like, like, explore the world around her. Like, you know what I mean? I think he'd be very excited to, like, see (laughs) his kid doing that. And and if he's not, then sorry, and I guess I don't know you at all. Um, I guess that's why you and Sophie are best friends. (laughs) (laughs) All right, there's some tension here. Um, I picture Ian... In that scene where he's like, uh, where they're throwing the cans on the ground in the uh-huh. in the grocery store to get a discount. <laughs> no, that's I what feel- I picture Ian doing. That's so great. That's so great. <laughs> I feel like he would be like, "White girl, why are you throwing cans?" No, I think he would teach his daughter to throw cans to get a discount, which I respect, and I and I want to go do, start doing. <laughs> All right, if we visit Ian in Seattle, <laughs> let's go throw some cans. Yeah. Also, some is that a, is that a thing? No, like definitely not. Cans, no, excuse cans? me. There is so like if something's dented, like can like aluminum or like canned yep. foods, you can request a discount. Yes. Amazing. Because it could potentially have you, have you done it? Yeah. Well, my, sorry, I haven't done it, but like I learned that from my mom. So I guess my mom is sunny, but like she <laughs> a genius, a genius. Yeah. Donna cans, knows all. But if she saw like if there was like alphagetti, she's like, well, I'm not eating those. You are, so might as well get a discount. Um, yeah, I'm gonna bring a hammer with me next time I go to the. <laughs> Just knock him and throw him in the bed. That, that's a that's a scary strat. <laughs> also, this is like something from the night because it's like so the aluminum or like whatever the can is made out of can actually like get into the food. Like if the can's dented and like fuck with it. So right, I don't yeah. know if that was like a 90s thing. And now they're just like, we're just not going to sell people like dented cans mm. um, <laughs> because they could get sick. But yeah, back in the day, you could get discounts. Listen, we're learning so much here. My kids are going to get the best foods for so cheap. Yeah. Thanks, Big Daddy. Thank you. Um, I'm excited to kind of talk about like the lessons in parenting that we feel like we've drawn from this film. Do we think we have anything else to say <laughs> about this film otherwise? No. I mean, I'm sure we left out so much stuff, but like it's all plot. Like at the end of the it's day, it's like this movie's so great. The relationship the way it grows and like the way it yeah. flourishes is just a beautiful thing to see. And uh, I think and worth I, watching. I have a crush on Adam Sandler. That's right. After oh watching it. That's all you need to know. Well, I have a, I, I date that Adam Sandler. He's oh a fixer gosh. upper. Like we were saying on film Higgs, we need a fixer upper. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. He's more, less of a fixer upper, more of like a leech. Like at the end of the, in like the Clark's case, when they're like, how are you going to provide for this kid? And he's like, well, I'm in love with a woman who makes a whole lot of money. And I think for like early, like for like the 1990s, they were like, 
oh, like fe- like we're we're celebrating feminism. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> this is a guy definitely. who's down to be yeah. the second. He's, yeah, like, yeah, the exactly. Lower like, he's winner. down to be a stay-at-home dad. Look at this, but excellent. Anyways, all right. So, what lessons in parenting do you think Big Daddy brings to the table? Um, I think the main one that I got out of it was just like showing up is important. Being your kid's friend is important and yeah. just having fun with them. You know, I know that seems very simple, but I think like often parents are so busy, understandably, just like trying to be like a parent and like making sure that, you know, the kids have everything that they need to survive. But like sometimes they just need a friend in their parents. And that's 100%. what I got from it. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. Yeah, that Catcher, what about you? Um, as always, I think everything is about balance. You know, mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of you, part of it is you want to give kids freedom to explore and find themselves in in their own life. But there's also something, and like in terms of like creativity, this is always the case. But like boundaries and restrictions are always good. And so, and I think this movie is like, they learn quite quickly, like, or at least uh, Adam Sandler's character learns quite quickly that he can't just like let his kid like do whatever he wants because otherwise he's going to just stink and, and literally, like literally stink (laughs) and cause a havoc. So it's like, you do kind of, kind of give boundaries. So balance, balance is the key. Love that. Yeah. Love it. (laughs) I have no (laughs) clue how (laughs) i honestly you guys gave such like beautiful eloquent (laughs) answers i extracted nearly nothing from this film (laughs) it it, it is almost like we didn't even need to record this episode almost yeah, yeah there were no lessons learned I think it's a good what, well, no, it's not a what not to do. It's just like very much so lives in like the world of cinema where like very little can be applied to real life besides maybe like if you have a bunch of lawyer friends, you know, bring them all to court. That, you know what? Yes. That's that's the lesson. That's the lesson for me. It has nothing to do with parenting, but. Lawyer up, assholes. Make lawyer friends. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Do we have some Criterion moments? Oh, I, I have Criterion for moments for sure. Criteria. Okay. There's there's some cinematic genius in this film. That's tell us, that's boom, for tell sure. us. What is the Criterion moment? The, the my Criterion moment is the dumpster fire that is the court case because yeah. it's so yeah, stupid, my- but you're still so invested in it. And also, I forgot that he doesn't get the kid in the end because, like, I hadn't seen it in a while, and I was like almost shocked when it <laughs> when he didn't get the kid. But then I was like, "Why am I shocked? Like this this makes more sense." But also, like, then they just give this kid to this guy who like doesn't even well, know him. Dad. Anyways, it, it, it's his father. Yeah, that's true. I guess th- that's how this stuff works. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely gonna say the court case as well because it's like the most memorable for me and Mm. i think i had the most fun watching it because it was just insane um but i like the little montages of them just like having fun together yeah you know that like montage when they first start like becoming friends and like 
Sunny starts realizing like, oh, I kind of like doing this. Yeah. Um, I, I, I liked that. That was cute. That's cute. Yep. <laughs> that is cute. I love a good montage. Of course, yeah. Uh, mine is the whole sequence when they decide they're going to go get McDonald's breakfast. Yes. And they trek across town and Steve Buscemi slows them down and every, and then they get there and he finds out that breakfast... They, they're, they're racing to get there in time for 11 o'clock before breakfast ends and they get there and they realize that McDonald's has changed their breakfast to 10.30 and now it's now 10.31 and it's no longer available and all of that effort and I'm just <laughs> We've like... We've all been there. I, that's why I wrote it down. I was like, this is... I cannot... I This is pain that I know. This is... I yeah. know intimately of like, I just so badly need a like a sausage McMuffin. Yeah. And I but, I have to get But you woke fries. up too late. Yeah. Also, a, pr- a problem of the 90s, because now we got all-day breakfast, all baby. All-day breakfast. That's true. Bless them. Never need to worry about that again. Bless those people. Breakfast Thank you, Adam Sandler. Thank food. you for everything that you have taught us. <laughs> yeah. And thank you, Sophie, for coming on this journey with us. This yeah, clearly essential <laughs> and life-changing experience. It's so good. So, that was our final installment of our little exploration of parenting um sophie you haven't seen he got game i know i really need to i really really meant to yeah it's very good it's really i really really meant to i mean maybe tonight who knows but also i have love island to catch on to catch up on and it's casa more so titanic Um, and i need to watch titanic okay so why don't we close out on a little bit of a fun note and why don't you two tell me a film that has a like parent-child dynamic that has really resonated with you and and why um even if even if that dynamic isn't like the central plot of the film even if it's just like a side thing um i would love to know um so for mine, without a doubt, uh, Call Me By Your Name has uh, okay. the best, most lovely, uh, like, there's like, an amazing, like, fatherly scene that mm-hmm. happens, like, right at the end that will just tug at your heartstrings and make you emotional. But it's so lovely, and it's just, like, he grows up in such an, like, idyllic uh, I mean, I imagine wealthy situation, so it, it helps. But like, it just it is like a wonderland. The life that this kid gets to grow up in, and um, and in that way, like he also gets like these a mm. pair of like fairy tale parents that are just like too good for this world. Yeah, I love that. You know, love that. Boom has to... still not seen it. No, I w- uh, so I started to watch it, and then I think I got distracted. But I I will finish I don't know. it. I need I need the Army Hammer cannibalism thing to like die down a little bit before I revisit that movie. You know? Oh, fair. Uh, this is hard. I'm looking at lists right now, and not that this movie has like great parenting in it, but The Parent Trap is one of my all time favorite movies. Uh, <laughs> it's like a huge, huge, huge comfort movie for me, um, and I I I just love that movie so much but it has nothing to do with parenting 
but I'm too tired to think of an, an actual answer. Parent trap. <laughs> I love yeah, it. But parenting is in the title. I know. I asked that question and then I was like trying to think of what I would say and like nothing really like film wise is popping up in my head, but something is more of like an unconventional and like me like relationship, but Uncle Phil and Will Smith. Oh, yes. I, I, that, so much, yes. That, I think, obviously wasn't a film, but really loved watching The Fresh Prince back in the day, and I always, like, loved the dynamic between, like, Will and Uncle Phil. I just thought it was, like, really great, um, and there was just, like, so many, like, touching and vulnerable moments that they have, and, like, so many silly ones as well, so... You know, I know they're not like father's son, but he was Uncle Phil was like a parent to Will for sure. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um R.I.P. James Avery. I would say that sums up our our app. Ian, we miss you. We love you. Miss you. We're so excited for your journey uh as a parent. Um, and we're excited to hear all about it. But most importantly, we're excited. <laughs> For for whenever it is that you decide to return to us, because we miss you dearly. We need you. I don't know. Please is is he? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, I can't fill Ian's shoes. This is it's it's been a lot of pressure. This episode. Just kidding. I felt no pressure. (laughs) No, it's it's been fun. Um, and it was nice to just kind of like get back and like chat a little bit. I think mm-hmm. we'll probably stick to Criterion moving forward. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no 90s comedies. Thank you so much. But this was... If you had to connect Big Daddy with Akira, how would you do it? Go. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. And with that, we are out. Thank you, everybody. See you when we for, see you. <laughs> thank you for joining us on this wonderful journey. Yeah. And yeah, we'll be back sooner than you think. Or not. Bye. Or love it. We'll see. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.